I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of Working Conversations. As has been the theme recently, we are talking about going back to the office, whether that's in a hybrid work format or whether you're going back more full time to work in the office rather than working from home. And today we've got a checklist of things for you to do and think about before returning to the office. So we're going to go through a half a dozen or so really important things that are going to make that transition back to the office, whether that's a Monday through Friday transition back to the office or just a couple of days a week or even and maybe even most importantly, especially if it's just a once in a while trip back to the office, uh, this list of things is going to make you transition through that change more smoothly. All right, so here, let's start with number one. The very first thing to do is to think through the logistics. Now, there's a lot of things that you used to do when you would go into the office that you're maybe not doing, at least in the same fashion when you are working from home. So let's walk through a few of these. The first one is, what is your wake-up time? Now, you're going to need to reverse engineer this after thinking through some of the other items on the list and some other items that we're going to talk about here so that you can wake up with enough time to do all the things that you may need to do in the morning before you leave your house that you have been either skipping, doing a lighter version of, or integrating throughout the rest of your day or morning when you've been working from home. Now, as you think about that wake-up time, I also really want to encourage you to keep that wake-up time consistent with your work-from-home days. For those of you who have a blended schedule and be working from home some days and working in the office other days, when you keep that wake-up schedule or that wake-up time consistent, that will lead to better overall health and better overall functioning throughout your day rather than waking up at, let's say, 5.30 on the days that you need to commute and then on at 6.30 on the days that you're working from home. That extra hour of interval is going to make a huge difference if you can get that consistent and wake up the same time every morning. Again, we'll come back to this wake up time after a bit when we talk about a few other things, and then you can reverse engineer it and figure out what time you do need to wake up. The next logistical thing that you need to think about is nutrition. So what does your morning nutrition regimen look like? What does it look like now? What do you want it to look like? As well as lunch. What does lunch look like now? And what do you want it to look like? You may need to consider things like, is there a cafeteria in the office and is it open? Or will I be packing my lunch? Some of you might have been eating your lunch at your desk while working from home. And maybe that's not something that's going to be allowed once you're back in the office due to pandemic restrictions, or maybe it's something that's strongly encouraged because maybe your cafeteria is closed and you'll be able to pick, at least for seating, and you'll be able to pick up food from that cafeteria, but you'll need to bring it back and eat it at your desk. So think about, again, what is that ideal nutrition program for you, for your body, 
And what does that look like on your commuting days and your non-commuting days, especially that early morning piece of, you know, for those of you who take more than coffee as your morning nutrition, sometimes, again, you may have been eating that breakfast at your desk while working in the morning. Is that something that's going to work for you or will you need to get that nutrition in your body before you hop in the car? Or for those of you who are commuting, whether that be by car or rail or what have you, is that something that you will multitask and eat on your way to work for those of you that that works. A third piece, and this is a really important one, is your commute. What is that commute going to look like? How long will it take? Now, don't just assume that how long it took before is how long it's going to take now. That may have changed. For some of you, that may have changed because you physically moved, but for others of you, it may have changed because the traffic patterns are different. So map that out in advance. Use Google Maps or Waze or some other system that has some predictive patterns so that you can enter in your arrival time. Because again, those traffic patterns may have changed. Also, for those of you who are using the bus or the train or taking some other sort of public transport, your schedules may have changed. So look into those schedules to make sure that you are planning to get to work on time. For those of you who've maybe had a carpool buddy, Are you on the same schedule? Are you going to be working from home on the same days and working from the office on the same days? And is that a request that you can make if you want to do that? You also need to consider, again, from a public health and safety standpoint, are you comfortable being in the car with this other person? Are they comfortable being in a car with you? Will you mask up in the car or not? Are you vaccinated and so forth? So there's a number of things to consider as it relates to your commute. And again, that's going to have an impact on that wake-up time for you. So you need to get the commute piece figured out before you get the wake-up time figured out. Now, once you commute to work, you need to park. For those of you who are taking public transport, you don't need to park, but you need to walk or otherwise get yourself from that public transport station into the office. So what does that look like? And for those of you who are driving or carpooling, what is your parking situation? How many minutes will it take for you to walk from where you park to get into the office and get logged into your workstation? And has that changed? Because for some of you, especially if you had a parking contract where you were paying for parking, you've perhaps canceled that parking contract and you need to find a different place to park. You need to find a place to park. Maybe that's Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Maybe that's Tuesdays and Thursdays and every other Friday or something like that. So Figuring out that parking situation, and for those of you who are using contract parking, perhaps finding somebody to share a contract with so that you can both be using that parking space on your work from the office days. And then again, if that is the case, make sure you have some sort of mitigation in that plan with your parking contract buddy so that if there is a situation where you do both need to be in the office on the same day, who's going to be the one who has to you know, pay out of pocket for their parking on that day? And what's that rotation going to look like? And how are you going to plan for that? Now, the next piece is your start time. Is there an expectation about exactly what time you need to be in the office? Now, for some of you, there certainly will be because you need to be on the phones or answering emails, or there's an expectation from your boss or your colleagues, the rest of your team, that work starts at a certain time. Others of you might feel that that is less important, but I want to strongly encourage you to not leave that to chance. It may be the fact that when you were working from home, you were actually answering email, checking email, and doing a few things 
in between your wake up time and your actual work start time that gave the appearance of you being at work earlier than you actually were. So don't leave that to chance. Talk to your manager, talk to your team about what the expectations are so that there aren't any surprises. Now, once you've considered your nutrition, your commute, your parking, and your start time, now you can go back and reverse engineer that wake up time to figure out what time you need to set the alarm for. And again, I want to strongly encourage you to keep that wake up time consistent for better overall health and functioning on your work from home and your work from the office days. You can easily find something to fill the time on those work from home days, like catching up on the news or your favorite podcast, getting in a little light exercise or some recreational reading or something. All right, number two, what do you need to bring on those days when you go into the office? For many of you, you need to bring a computer because you've got that laptop home with you. You might also need to bring a headset because maybe you've got a work headset that you've been taking voice over IP calls on or you know using some other pieces of equipment. It might be a webcam that is separate from your laptop. You might need to bring your lunch. Again, going back to our earlier comments on nutrition, if your cafeteria is closed or you prefer to eat a packed lunch, you'll need to make sure you bring that with you, getting yourself out the door. If you have a long walk from wherever it is you park or from your transit station, for those of you who are taking public transportation, you may need to bring a change of shoes. You may be driving into the office or oh, you know, carpooling or taking the bus into the office in a pair of sneakers or comfy shoes and then changing into more professional dress shoes once you get into the building. You also, for those of you who work in large organizations, will need to remember your badge. And maybe if you started and onboarded during the pandemic, you don't even have a badge yet, in which case you'll need to make provisions for your first day in the office to stop at the security office, security desk, and get yourself a badge. Now, you also need to consider the health and safety regulations that are happening for your organization and in your building, regardless of whether you are vaccinated or not. Some organizations are requiring that you wear a mask. So making sure that you have that mask with you and in fact, probably have a spare mask or two in case one gets wet or dirty or any number of things. So plan for that as well. So really think about what do you need to bring with you on those days that you're working from home. Make yourself a checklist. I'm a huge fan of checklists. If you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, you will know how much I have a love affair with the good old checklist. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. All right, number three, work attire. What will you wear? And does it fit? 
during the pandemic, people lost huge amounts of weight. People gained weight, small amounts and large amounts. So do your clothes fit? Go ahead and try them on and set out a few outfits that you know are going to be suitable and comfortable for you to wear on those first few days back into the office. Now, if you want to get really geeky, you can be like me. I do have a set schedule of things that I I don't always follow this, but sometimes, especially on the days and weeks when my life is really complicated, I call this part of my decomplexification process where I have charted out several sets of clothes that I know are clean and ready to go, and then I don't have to think about what to wear. So if you want to get that disciplined about it, set out a schedule for yourself of some outfits that you know are workable for work and fit you and all of that good stuff. Now, I also want you to think about your feet. Do your shoes fit? Your feet may have changed during the pandemic due to not wearing your regular footwear or not being engaged in your regular activities that keep you on your feet more. So check out your shoes to make sure they fit. The last thing that you want is to head off to work on that very first day back in the office with some really uncomfortable feet and maybe blisters on your feet by the time you get home. So check that out in advance. Now, uh, step number four on our checklist of things to do before returning to the office has to do with children for those of you who have kids. What expectations do you need to set about your schedule for them? What is allowable from the pantry while you're gone to work? Are there set regular eating schedules that you want them to adhere to? And what are the menu items that you are going to encourage them to eat during that time? Or is it the case that for younger children, do you need to do some food prep for them so that they have those meals ready to go? You also want to think about, are there specific chores you want them to be doing during the day while you're away? Are there things for them to keep busy? Again, whether those are chores or activities that are going to help them stay out of trouble and stay focused during that time. Now, it won't be too long before they're going back to school and they'll be at school at the time that you'll be at work. But for some who are going back in late summer or early fall before school has started, you're going to want to think about this and address these items. Another really critical piece to cover with your kids is when is it okay to contact you at work and what is the preferred method of communication and how often can they contact you at work? Now, for some of you, the same might be true for a spouse or partner, especially if you are used to having regular communication throughout the day during the pandemic while you've both been working from home. So just getting really clear with all the people in your world about what those expectations are for communication can really be helpful. Item number five on your checklist is how about those pets? For those of you who have adopted animals during the pandemic or for those of you who had pets well before the pandemic started, um, you've got some considerations here. Animals adopted during the pandemic have zero prior experience with you being gone. And those pets who were around prior to the pandemic may have entirely forgotten what it's like for you to be gone from home. So practice being away from the house. If you've got a whole crew with kids and a spouse or partner who are going to be at school in the fall and adults will be back in the office, practice it on the weekends. Take the whole family, minus the pets, out for just an hour or so. And then again for a few hours and then for a full morning or afternoon. And do this regularly so that you can get the pet acclimated. 
think of this as a research process. You're going to see what happens. Um, maybe you're going to need to put that one and a half year old puppy back into the crate for the day if she's anxious or getting into trouble. And, you know, there may be a host of other things that, that happen as well. So the more you have the chance to get your pet into the practice, into the routine of you being gone, the more likely you will find out what might really be happening when you are going to be away and how you can mitigate for uh, the pet having any anxiety or, again, getting into trouble while you're gone. All right, now the sixth, and perhaps this is the last thing on our checklist, but perhaps the most important. And this is for you to take a look at your own mental state. How are you feeling about being back in the office? What emotions is it bringing up for you? And are you adequately feeling those emotions and addressing them if there's anything to do about it? So let's take a look at it from a couple of different angles. If you were onboarded during the pandemic and you've never been in this particular office on any regular basis, you might be anxious or apprehensive about this physical space, about your coworkers, about getting your work done in the physical space. You know, will your colleagues and your job feel the same when you're in the building? What are your concerns? I mean, you might have concerns that are absolutely logistical based. Like, where is the bathroom? Where is the cafeteria? Is there even a cafeteria? Is it open? Has it closed during the pandemic? Where will I eat? Do people eat in the cafeteria? Or if the cafeteria is closed, are there tables to sit at outside? Or am I expected to eat at my desk? For those of you who maybe work in a big building, you might be wondering, will I get lost? And I'm here to tell you, of course you will. Just be ready for it and be ready to laugh at yourself when it happens. Now, this is just the tip of the iceberg. There may be many other concerns that you have if you were onboarded during the pandemic. And really be transparent with yourself about what those concerns are. And let this raise some questions and ask, you know, reach out to your manager or your HR liaison to ask those questions so that there aren't any big surprises for you when you go back into the office. Now, for those of you who worked in this same physical location before the pandemic, you may have some concerns as well. And I want to encourage you to be prepared for everything to be different. You might check out episode 22 of this podcast, uh, workingconversations.com forward slash 22. Dude, where's my cube? Uh, That will guide you through some of the logistics that might be different. You can also take a look at your own mental state around being back in the office part-time. You might be happily looking forward to seeing some of your colleagues in person again, or you might be dreading seeing your colleagues in person again, or it might be something entirely different, like anticipating hating your commute if you have a long, complex, or frustrating commute. So identify what those feelings are now and address them, mitigate them, you know, cue up some podcasts, cue up some good music for your commute if that's an issue that you anticipate not enjoying. And again, whether you were onboarded during the pandemic or whether you have been there for a very, very long time, think about some of these things that can negatively impact your mental health and address them now so that they don't get in the way of your work performance. All right, my friends, there you have it. My checklist of six things to do before returning to the office. I'll give you a quick recap of them right now. Number one, think through the logistics, everything from your wake up time to your morning and lunchtime nutrition to your commute and where you're going to park and what time you are expected to officially be working at that desk. And then go back and reverse engineer all of that so that you can figure out that wake up time. 
Uh, Number two, what do you need to bring? What is that checklist of items that you need to have with you when you leave the house? Everything from the computer to the headset to the webcam, your lunch, a change of shoes, your badge, masks, and so on. Number three, what will you wear and does it fit? including your shoes, getting that list of outfits ready to go and making sure that you've got the appropriate and well-fitting clothes for the job. Number four, managing your children's expectations of when they can contact you, what they should be doing while you're at the office, their health and nutrition and all of those things that goes for partners and spouses as well as it relates to communication patterns and getting in touch with you throughout the day. Number five was all about the pets, making sure the animals are acclimated to you being gone and anticipating any anxiety or concerns that they might have and finding out what that's going to look like so that you can mitigate against it. And then number six, and again, most importantly, looking into your own mental state. How are you feeling about being back at the office? What are your concerns? What might you be anxious or apprehensive about and working through those concerns or getting any logistical questions that might be leading to that anxiety or apprehension sorted out well in advance of actually getting into the office. All right, my friends, these six things are going to help you tremendously as you transition back into the office. And I will be back here next week, same place, same time with another episode of the Working Conversations podcast. And until then, be well, my friends, be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.